0: Hi, I'm Chelsea and I have rheumatoid arthritis. After being diagnosed in 2020, I made it my mission to learn everything I can about different chronic conditions. I didn't want to just read about them though. I wanted to hear firsthand experiences. So I started this show to educate myself and to raise awareness. Welcome to My Immune System Hates Me. Today's guest is Denise. She's a dancer and dance teacher with rheumatoid arthritis. She's been in and out of remission since her diagnosis and has noticed the effect it's had on her mental health. Here she is. Hi, Denise. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Chelsea. I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's so nice to meet you. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So I am 32. I live in Moncton, New Brunswick in Canada. I'm a middle child. I have two sisters and I'm a dancer. So currently now I'm a ballet mistress at our dance studio at Teaching Ballet. I also recently got a job as a medical administrator at a clinic that does chiropractors, physio uh, and massage. Oh. So that's been really fun too, to kind of learn some new skills with that job as well.
0: Wow. Right off the top, we have a lot in common. I'm also 32. I'm also a dancer and dance teacher. Um, I'm also from Canada, from the West Coast, though. Yes. So different. And we have the same autoimmune disease.
1: Yes. So I have rheumatoid arthritis as well. Uh, So I really identified with your podcast, especially because everything we have in common, like you said. So rheumatoid arthritis, Uh, I started having symptoms about when I was like 16, 17, Mm. uh, and I was dancing like six, seven days a week, uh, and it started in my feet. So uh, it would hurt to like touch the ground. Mm. So I thought something's wrong. Um, I went to a couple of doctor's appointments, and first they were saying, oh, it's just dancing, and maybe we can try orthotics, stuff like that. And so that went on for about a year, I would say. Mm -hmm. And then I got really lucky that it only took me about a year, year and a half to get a diagnosis. Like most people takes them a little longer, Uh, but my mom worked at the city hospital. And so she, she said she was at, you know, some sort of conference and she went over to one of the rheumatologists and she said, look, I think my daughter has RA and he goes, call my office. We'll get you right in. So, and then he did. Wow. So did the usual x-rays, blood work, uh, and I had a diagnosis. I was probably 18 at that point. Mm. Then what? What did they do? I mean, that was a tough time. I was just about to go off to university. I was on naproxen and methotrexate and plaquenil or hydroxychloroquine. Oh, wow. So I was doing all those uh, methotrexate. I was taking the pills once a a week, like everybody else does. Mm -hmm. That was my first year university, kind of. I started having trouble with the naproxen because it's so hard on the stomach. Right. So, uh, I was losing a lot of weight. So they switched me to Celebrex and been on that ever since I'm still on it. And then when I was at university, I also had a bad reaction to my methotrexate ended up in the ambulance, going to the hospital, lung inflammation, (gasps) stuff like that. Uh, so they switched me to an injection for the methotrexate after that. Okay. Uh, And I was on that for a few years. Uh, I'm not on that anymore which is great. So right now I'm on my Celebrex, my Plaquenil. That's pretty much it for the RA.
0: The Celebrex slash Naproxen, what are those? Are those anti-inflammatories?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're both anti-inflammatories. And the way I understood it was to go through the channels. They had to put try the Naproxen first Mm. and then switch to the Celebrex, which was more expensive. I I think it might've been an insurance thing. Okay. And the methotrexate,
0: the lung inflammation was only because you were taking it orally.
1: That's what I remember. Wow, there was a lot going on there, but yeah, I know the
0: oral one can affect you differently. I thought it was more like mouth sores and stuff because that's where it touches. So I'm like fascinated to hear that the same medication worked for you as an injection, but not oral. That's
1: very interesting. Hopefully uh, we might have to check our facts there, but (laughs) that's what I remember. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Continue. Yeah. So uh, I switched to the injections, which sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, still have, you know, some of the side effects from the methotrexate, but uh, I got on lots of folic acid um, and that helped with the side effects of that as well. So, yeah. So that's me first year and a half at university and doing blood <sighs> tests like every two weeks, <sighs> all that stuff. It was hard being 18, 19 and not allowed to drink because I'm on the methotrexate <laughs> and... I can't keep up with my friends because I could barely walk at that point. Mm -hmm. And so it was just, you know, it was a tough time. It was really frustrating. So I had uh, dropped out of university in my second year and moved back home and uh, started teaching dance again. I was teaching a little bit in high school, Mm -hmm. but uh, I really fell in love with teaching then because it was something I could still do. And I, yeah, I couldn't dance every day. There was obviously lots of times when I couldn't, but I was right. still able to, to teach. So,
0: yeah. So that's been great. So the combination of medications, they worked enough to get you through the day, but you still couldn't dance every day.
1: I still had a lot of flare-ups for probably the first five years, I would say four or five years. Wow. Yeah. Bad flare-ups, especially for me, it was, uh, it started in my feet. And then it was feet, hands, uh, knees, and elbows, really, at that time. Mm. So it was tough. This
0: episode is brought to you by Grace and Abel. If you're like me and you find yourself wearing your compression gloves multiple days in a row you have got to take advantage of grace and abel's wash wear and spare bundle this way you don't have to wear the same crusty glove day after day with this bundle you get three pairs of gloves in the colors of your choice at 10 percent off the regular price plus they throw in a muslin bag for free Save even more by using my promo code Immune10. That means you'll get three pairs of compression gloves for under $50. In addition to all that savings, customers within the US get free shipping on purchases over $35. Just visit graceandable.com and use the promo code Immune10 for 10% off your purchase. Keep doing the things you love, even with arthritis, thanks to Grace and Abel Compression Gloves. Was it triggered from dancing or was it just like life in general, food or stress or like, could you ever find a correlation?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, that's one thing is that you really learn your body pretty Mm -hmm. quickly with this stuff. Um, so I did find that citrus fruits really bothered me. So I cut that out and, and dairy as well. So I can still, I tolerate a little bit of dairy like cheese, but, uh, I try to avoid it as much as I can. Wow. For sure, stress also is a trigger. <laughs> uh, yeah, stress. And if I'm not sleeping well, those things really affect. Mm. So I just have to keep keep an eye on my lifestyle. Right, yeah. So you
0: said that was the first like five or so years. Did something change after that?
1: Uh, I started exploring a lot more natural treatments as well, like essential oils, um, Mm. some antioxidant stuff. And uh, I found that that helped and I was able to get into remission for probably three or four years. Wow. Yeah.
0: What did you do like with essential oils? You infused them or did you like rub them on sore spots?
1: Yeah, I would uh, rub them and diffuse. And I think, I think it was more probably taking in all the antioxidants and really watching what I was eating that Mm -hmm. helped. And yeah, trying to control stress, but it was great to, I was able to go off pretty much all my medications for a few years. Wow. So.
0: That's so cool. I've always been, I, I've heard about, you know, you go into remission and then you go off your meds and that makes me nervous. Cause I'm like, what if I'm in remission because of my meds? What was that decision? Like to say like, you know what? I'm going to see what happens if I go off.
1: Well, even when I was on all the medication, you know, I was still having little flare ups and big flare ups. Mm -hmm. Um, So when all my symptoms stopped, I felt pretty comfortable to try going off it. And we went slowly. We eliminated one at a time
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: and everything was fine. And so I was super happy just to be off of those for a while. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. That'd be exciting.
1: <laughs> yes. It's uh, it's a lot to keep track of. I got my little pill organizers here. Uh-huh. So it was really nice to not have to worry about that for a while. Yeah.
0: But then obviously you came back out of remission. Yes. What, what happened there?
1: Well, the big 2020. Uh, so wow. in March I of 2020, I got uh, laid off mm-hmm. because we had to close our studio down, of course. And we were stuck at home. At that point, I wasn't working at the clinic yet, so I had nothing to do. Um, it was a pretty stressful time. And so mm-hmm. I think that's probably what triggered it. That's when I started having symptoms again. And then recently, since I got my vaccine, I've been having a lot more joint pain. Uh, so we're working on that right now with some prednisone. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so now I'm on the Celebrex, uh, Plaquenil and prednisone right now.
0: Wow. And the prednisone was just added after your COVID vaccine.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's just a short term right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to follow up next week actually with the doctor. Okay.
0: So you got your first
1: vaccine. How long was it before you noticed you were flaring up pretty bad? Uh, it was about six days. Oh wow. Uh, six days after, cause I didn't have any side effects right away. And then six days after it just hit me ankles, feet, hands, wrists, mm. hips, shoulders everything. So it was really bad for about a week. And then I spent about a week in bed. And then since then I'm functioning, uh, but I still have joint pain every day. So we're just trying to get rid of that right now. There's a lot of inflammation.
0: Yeah. I've heard like mixed reactions. Some people like didn't notice anything after they got their vaccines. Mm-hmm. Other people though, yeah, have been sent into a flare
1: for sure. Um, and I got, I got blood work done within that first week of flare up and it didn't even show on my blood. Like they, they said, no, you're not in an RA flare up It's you know, it's not showing up in your blood work. So I kept pushing and got into my family doctor. My rheumatologist is on mat leave and I couldn't get in with anyone else uh, because my blood work wasn't bad enough. So, uh, so now I'm working with my family doctor and taking care of things with
0: her. Wow. I can't believe they were like, no, it's not RA. It's not showing on your blood work.
1: (gasps) Yeah. But we know when people are looking for a diagnosis, sometimes that doesn't show up. Yeah. and that makes it harder. So I kind of knew that that was a possibility that it wouldn't show anything.
0: Wow. But your family doctor is like, no, 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 we'll take care of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's great. That's good. So.
0: Wow. And so now you're just kicking that. Did you get your second dose or are you like, I'm going to pause?
1: Yeah. I, uh, I likely will not get my second dose because of uh, all the effects that I'm having right now.
0: Yeah. That's a bummer.
1: So it's been, it's been about seven weeks since my vaccine. And so I'm still having trouble. So we're going to, we're going to kick this inflammation first before we do anything else. Right. And how
0: has it been dancing? Have you been able to go back or have you not been dancing for
1: seven weeks because of the pain? Uh, Well, I'm still teaching and I just limp around and I get help carrying my bag if I need help and, and I just do the best I can. Yeah. So it's okay. I'm used to it. I know how to teach without my body. So yeah.
0: I know you and I have talked a little bit previously about kind of how chronic illnesses and diagnoses and RA can affect your mental health. I know my therapist, once I was diagnosed, she was like, I'm going to be checking in with you. You're going to get annoyed with me, but I'm going to keep checking in with you as far as like depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed
1: like mental health
0: struggles as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think especially to the age I was at when I got diagnosed, you know, Mm -hmm. 18, 19 and going off to university and being away from home for the first time. So it was already a tough time. And then to add, you know, figuring out medications and being in pain all the time, it was a lot. So I, yeah, I definitely struggled with some depression Mm -hmm. and there's, there's kind of like a mourning, like you, like I always wanted to be a dancer, and I kind of had to mourn the fact that that might not happen for me, especially you know in those prime training and auditioning years, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, um,
1: which is why I decided to go to university. So yeah, I did some counseling when I was there, and then again in 2011 I went back to counseling. I'd moved to Winnipeg, mm-hmm. so once. I was somewhat under control. I auditioned for the Royal Winnipeg Ballet School to do their teacher training program. And luckily I got in and my doctor cleared me to dance like seven hours a day, which is great. <laughs> wow! So I, I moved there and uh, possibly the being away from home again and the stress of the program. Uh, I went back into counseling then and it's been good. Good.
0: Yeah. I know. I even had a friend just a couple of weeks ago be like, I see that you're in pain and I need you to snap out of it. Like we need to figure out how to fix this because you're, you don't seem well physically or emotionally. Yes. Cause yeah, obviously we're dealing with so much pain physically, but there's like so much that goes into it outside of just the joint pain. Like joint pain is one thing and it sucks. Yeah. But then, yeah, there's like the, how's my career going to change? How is my life going to change? How am I going to be in relationships or have kids or I, I struggle to play with my cat
1: sometimes. (laughs) Yes. That's another thing we have in common because I'm obsessed with my cat, Ellie. (laughs) So when I heard you talking about your cat, I was like, yes, another thing in common. And your cat is Ellie and mine is Edie. Yeah. Crazy. Eh? <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's tough when you go into a flare. I find that I get super emotional mm-hmm. and part of it's just being in pain because that's a struggle. Uh, the fatigue as well. And there's just a lot of frustration about not being able to do what you usually can do. Yeah. So I do know if any time that I have a flare that it definitely affects my mental health mm-hmm. right away. There's definitely a correlation. <laughs> For sure. And then
0: also yeah. I feel my mental health affects my RA. It's just like a never ending wheel. Cause like you get anxious and stressed because you're like, I can't do the things. And then the stress adds to your pain and you flare even harder. It's stupid. That's I hate for it. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. This week was all people <sighs> like people telling me to calm down, try to relax, you oh, know, no. try to take care of the stress. And it's so hard when you're dealing with all the other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. We just moved, um, from, downtown to out to the country here. So I'm trying to spend time in nature and take care of the stress and the mental health as well. And hoping that that has a lasting effect on, on my joints too. Yeah, for sure. So do
0: you have um, any advice for anyone else who's suffering with either RA or another
1: chronic illness? Uh, yeah, don't give up on yourself. I was Mm -hmm. very determined to keep dancing. Uh, and luckily I was able to make that happen at some point. I really wanted to be in remission and get off meds and I was able to do that. So be determined. And if something's not working for you or your doctor's not helping, just keep advocating for yourself. And I know a lot of your guests have said the same thing. Mm. Just keep pushing until you find what's helping and what works for you.
0: Yeah. Even though I've heard it so many times before, you still like hearing it again. You're like, yeah, you know what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I'm going through that right now too. Like I'm trying to change rheumatologists because my old one who I love so much She's just, her communication is dropped and I haven't been able to get a hold of her. And part of me is like, oh, but she she was so good. I'll just keep trying. And everyone else around me is like, Chelsea, you need to find better. You need to take care of yourself. You need someone who's going to take care of you. Like you do, you need to just keep going, just keep looking for better, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. And I got really lucky. My first rheumatologist was amazing. Mm -hmm. And when I was away at university, you know, he would make sure over the Christmas holidays that I could get an appointment, you know, mm-hmm. to see him. And he was really fantastic. And then when I moved to Winnipeg, I had not such a great experience with my rheumatologist. Uh. Just that he wasn't, you know, as caring and it kind of felt like you were being rushed through. Mm-hmm. And then now that I'm back home, I have an- another rheumatologist and she's great too. So yeah, I got lucky there with good doctors. Yeah, no,
0: it's important. <laughs> it's important. It's <laughs> important. All right. Is there anything else you'd like
1: to add before we go? Yeah. Just listen to your body and do as much research as you can because nobody else is going to do it for you Mm -hmm. Uh, and keep trying stuff until something works because something is going to work or taking something out of your life is going to work and you just have to figure out what it is. So you got to be a bit of a detective. Yeah, it's true.
0: Well, thank you so much. I, again, like I just said, I feel like I needed lots of what you said today. So I'm sure the listeners will also very much appreciate it.
1: Awesome.
0: So thanks so much for chatting with me.
1: Thanks, Chelsea. So nice to meet you. You too.
0: Thanks, Denise. And thank you, listeners. Make sure you rate and review the show in your podcast app, and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at My Immune System Pod. If you've got a chronic condition and would like to be a guest on the show, you can fill out the form on the website myimmunesystempod.com. While you're there, browse the site. You can listen to old episodes, get info on the RA Warrior Group. Or purchase Chronically Empowered, a composite novel that features a short story I wrote. And a quick disclaimer before we go. Any information discussed in this podcast is strictly my opinion and those of my guests and are for informational purposes only. We are speaking from our personal experiences, and you should always consult with your doctor or medical team. Bye!